everyone. Welcome back to the 23rd Mind. Hi. First and foremost, we want to express our support and solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement and the uprisings happening in America. And of course, there's so much to say about this, um, but it's really the time also to listen and to listen to what people need and what people say needs to be done. Um, personally, having worked in the American medical and mental health care system, I can say it's atrocious. Um, and after working specifically uh, in the New York City hospitals run by the New York City government for years from 2008 to 2012, um, I was absolutely horrified with the way that my patients were treated um, and the really poor care and service that they had. Uh, I've gone into detail about this in other places. This spawned a series of talks and um, papers and an entire book. Um, when I left the hospital system in 2012, I immediately uh, went to St. Louis to go to a conference hosted by psychiatrist and psychoanalyst Todd Dean. And I gave a paper there uh, on a panel that was talking about the systemic abuses in the mental health care system in the United States. And I can put up a link to that paper. Um, it's a case study, so you can get a clear example of just one of the kind of incidents that happened um, on, on my watch there, basically. And that's at the APRECU website. Very special thanks to Paolo Miele for putting that up there. Um, and then after that, Monia Steinkohler, who's also a psychoanalyst, and I, uh, she was on the same panel as I was, but she was trained in France. And we talked on that panel about how different the training in America was versus the training in France, which was much more psychoanalytically minded. So we decided to put together a conference um, on violence uh, and systemic violence and racism and oppression specifically, which we held at Fordham University in 2015. And then from that was spawned uh, this book on psychoanalysis and violence, which came out uh, from Rutledge uh, last year. And um, another book, another book, of course, is Rendering Unconscious. And several of the papers from that conference on violence are also included in Rendering Unconscious, including one um, that's specifically addressing the systemic inequalities and racism uh, just in the healthcare system and just in the systems in general. Um, Tanya White Davis and Anu Cote are both health psychologists and they wrote specifically on Eric Garner's case and all the different systemic abuses that he had suffered before ultimately uh, having police brutality end his life. Um, so I can read just a snippet from that paper. It's called Racial Oppression and Health, a Biopsychosocial View. For centuries, the United States has been steeped in a conversation with the challenging core question, does race matter? The meaning of race and racism has been pulled into the forefront of headline news, social media, education, and healthcare in recent years. Over the past decade, the United States has seen the election of the first president of African descent, the shooting death of several African American and Latino men and women by police officers, 
the subsequent uprising of young voices of diverse racial and ethnic background calling for justice, dedicated government, funding towards decreasing racial and ethnic disparities, and more recently a resurgence of overt terrorism by neo-Nazi and white supremacists and concurrent protests against hatred. And this was written five years ago in 2015, so about the same today. Um, to hear more about this book on psychoanalysis and violence, Manya and I did an interview at New Books in Psychoanalysis, and I'll put a link to that up as well so you can hear all about that. Great, great, great. Well, um, it's hard to realize, but uh, it's been a month since uh, last time. Time flies, and of course we're in the midst still of our uh, self-imposed isolation because of the pandemic and working away on so many things as usual. And um, just recently, uh, well, the latest uh, musical endeavor uh, popped up through our friend um, Kevin Wright at um, Acoustic Timber Frequency and his label uh, Somber Sonics. It's a great compilation that he uh, released called uh, Transcend, Transmute, Create. And we have a brand new track there called Move On 23. And uh, more music. Uh, we are going backwards in time for our, for our next release. Uh, back to 2016, we had just started working on things together, recording cut-ups, uh, making music, and also making films. Well, then, uh, we made an album uh, that will now be turned into two albums um, already in 2016 called Switching Mirrors, just like the name of your book of poetry. Uh, and um, it's basically recordings that we did in Portugal during a road trip there. And it's wonderful to look back and actually move on back in time to see what we were doing. It's different, but it's not that different. Uh, we've you know, evolved and progressed. Um, but still, the core elements are there in these early recordings. Um, so I was thinking that um, uh, you made, we made, uh, but you made uh, some videos for those early tracks, like all along the way. And I think we should uh, have a look, take a look at one of them. Sure, this is Unity via Plurality. Growing Infinitely. Before she further delved into the symbolism and background, the personality, pronoun, we, which is where, and feel your breath, set themselves free. Thanks. Unity via plurality? Seen is never consciously introduced. Opposites combining. You will see the tendency. Edging the is the key. Truly transformed to shout. Gregarious form can certain stage to thee, provided it is animated. We are situated in this gap. This of two, the clients dead, were slowly budding, growing infinitely. Energy, you of ways, 
whether you are, the pair began to attract. That pause, the mirror, A new way out of samsara, reflective of Jung's archetypes. We will discuss each of these in snakes. Wisdom is the major arcana, is the key to the sessions. Life has yours, my love. Better or for lies the lulling yet provocative. Works thank you for your collaboration, but they can also create themselves on their starring own, thus of the angels, your interpersonal relationships, messenger like a mask, your soul. Mirroring work has begun, consciousness into a more Originally delineated by love to one, Eros is the burning one. Not at all. I would say it via the cutting up and have you done anything good? We are able to be. I've not done anything. But the pieces to create already know this. Tomorrow, should, you don't. I can take one of those, we feel. Got into the sing-song correlatives of it. That is, ever then, named. And the clients would answer. But they are affirmations, would confirm. Yet they made known this eclipse period and forth would develop a new way out of samsara. Cut-ups were used. And that was Unity via Plurality uh, from our upcoming album uh, Switching Mirrors. And we should also mention that uh, in terms of books and publishing, uh, Trapar has um, been fortunate enough to see many of the titles selling out and disappearing. Uh, that's the case with most of the Fenris Wolves issues, uh, but also Switching Mirrors. We have a few copies left of the original uh, deluxe edition of Switching Mirrors uh, that's available via the site, but we are releasing it again as a paperback. Uh, so Switching Mirrors is coming out again and Vanessa, you did this beautiful uh, new uh, cover collage for it. So that's going to be the cover of the paperback version. And it's going to be great to have that book available again in a kind of an inexpensive uh, edition. It's, it deserves to be out there. Yeah, and as I mentioned, um, many of the Fenris Wolf issues have now uh, sold out. Uh, it's the same thing as with Switching Mirrors. Uh, some of them are available uh, in their hardback 
deluxe editions at the site but the normal paperback ones have sold out which is great we will of course make sure that they are kept in print as paperbacks also uh, and as ebooks um, some of them already are and we'll make sure that eventually uh, all of them will be uh, but the main focus is Fenris Wolf number 10 that we're working on right now and that will be a great issue. Yeah, it's almost wrapped up. Carl just has one more read through for final, final checks and edits, and then it'll be a done deal. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, we are having a kind of a special uh, edition of that too. It's going to feature this uh, lovely print of a uh, painting by uh, Valdenum of the actual Fenris Wolf. This is what the Fenris Wolf looks like uh, in in psychedelic mode, um, and. Uh, Estimated time of arrival, uh, I would say early July, July, something like that. Fenris Wolf 10 will be out, uh, including in the deluxe edition with this beautiful print. So we'll keep you informed about that, of course. Yeah. Det finns många människor som inte vet vem Lars Sunderstrand är. Men för somliga är han en kronjuvel inom svensk fotografi. En egensinnig pionjär som i sin kamera fångat och förevigat musiker, konstnärer, skådespelare. Sunderstrands fansin Funtime var som en boj på ett stormigt kreativt kulturhav där punkens gör det själv anda härskade. Att sitta och bläddra igenom Funtime med den speciella... Ja, estetiken och innehållet var ju som en dröm faktiskt. Otroligt inspirerande. Alla jag fascinerats av går väldigt, väldigt långt över gränser i, i tänkande och skapande. He was very invisible. Which is, is sometimes a really good thing for a journalist. Because they can blend in with the surroundings and get information or capture quotes that otherwise they wouldn't get. För mig har de bilder jag tog för 40 år sedan eh, fått ett annat värde i idag nu när Freddie är död. Eh, för de är faktiskt inte de är inte publicerade. Det är ingen som känner till dem. Och det som en gång var enkla fansinfotografier av punkare här och avantgardister där har idag blivit en konstskatt i sig. Yeah, what you just saw there was the trailer for uh, my most recent film called Jag är som flugan på väggen. I am like the fly on the wall. It's a film about the Swedish photographer uh, Lars Sunderstrand. Hence the trailer was in Swedish. Um, it may come out as um, a subtitled film. Uh, we'll see about that. But now it's out. It's ready and it's finished. And it's uh, available for free. Uh, on YouTube. You'll find the link in the end credits of this uh, episode. Um, 
Lars is a phenomenal photographer who had a fanzine in the late 70s and early 80s called Funtime. It was highly influential for me as a young fanzine maker, uh, also as a photographer. Lars is a wonderful photographer. So the film is basically about him and his approaches. Um, together with Lars, uh, Trapar has made um, uh, some photographic prints available in a limited edition. We should take a look at them uh, because they're really wonderful. There are two uh, images of Genesis Peorage, one from 1980, one from 1982, and then there's a beautiful picture of Ian Curtis of Joy Division from 1979, and Joe Strummer from 1977, and this beautiful uh, mummy, mummy head from Palermo. Um, these images are available in a limited edition uh, via the Trapar site. Uh, Lars, of course, is a wonderful, wonderful bookmaker. He is kind of a pathological bookmaker, uh, but his books usually come out uh, only in one or two copies. He makes them for himself, basically, uh, as a culmination of the process of working with the images and the text and stuff. Some books have come out, though. Uh, this is one in Swedish, because it's about a Swedish band called Ebba Grön, um, which is very, very beautiful, and it's displayed in the in the film also. And then of course we have this little darling, um, in English it's called To Become Who You Are. It says pictures and interviews with Throbbing Gristle and Psychic TV and also Monte Casasa. Uh, it's an absolute uh, classic. So for me, having been a Lars Sundestrand fan for such a long time, it was wonderful to actually work with him on this film and to present him for a new generation. Uh, even if it's only in, in uh, Sweden, I think the images in themselves have great approach and his work in general as being this kind of uh, heartfelt, emotion-driven uh, documentarian in a way, both in interviews but mainly in photographs, and also presenting them in book form is something that can keep on inspiring uh, younger generations. So I feel it's very, very important to present and make people aware of um, people like Lars. So yeah. And Jen's interviewed in the film yeah. and Jen's sections are in English. Yeah, Genesis uh, is, uh, we talked specifically about that. I think it was the last time I filmed with Jen in in uh, New York, 2018, I think it was. And, and uh, we talked about Lars, uh, this book um, that I showed you, because of the fact that it contains so much rare, really rare and fantastic material and Jen um, well, you, you could just uh, watch the film on YouTube and you can hear Jen talking about uh, Lars' work also. And speaking of Jen, it's now been a little bit more than two months since Jen's demise. And I decided to, to uh, you know, just people should watch uh, Change Itself, uh, the documentary film I made about Jen. It's been on Vimeo On Demand for a long time. Uh, but now uh, we have also placed that one for free on YouTube. Change itself is available on the Trapar Film YouTube channel, so you should check it out there, together with the Lars film. And uh, yeah, let's take a look at that trailer first. To sum up the life and work 
of British artist Genesis Briar Peorage is close to impossible. Not only because of the wide range of artistic disciplines, but also because of the time span since the mid-1960s to the present day that has been saturated by hundreds of records, thousands of concerts, exhibitions, interviews, videos, spoken word performances, collages, sculptures, philosophy, cultural engineering, occultism and radical transgender concepts. A couple of descriptions are still valid after these 50 years of active creativity and provocation. Peorage is a romantic existentialist and a cultural engineer. Everything is both work as such and seed for cultural and behavioral change. Yeah, so that was the trailer for the film Change Itself, which is now available for free on YouTube. And you asked to put up the Freddy film. I did, I did. It seems to be a pattern. Um, I think it's great that uh, YouTube exists and that uh, when films have had their you know, so-called commercial life, whatever that means, I don't know, um, they can be available for free. Uh, on YouTube. Uh, so just like with the Lars film and the uh, Jan film, uh, I have made my film about Freddy Vadling available too. It's also in Swedish, but it contains a lot of great music by this also old Swedish friend of uh, Jan's, of Throbbing Gristles. Um, who, he was also the bass player of Leather Nun for a long time, but an amazing singer and a great friend. And I made this uh, documentary about uh, Freddie uh, in uh, 2014 or 15. And then um, it was based on an older film that me and Freddie had done together on Super 8. So it contains musical pieces from uh, 1988 and on Super 8 and then reshot in 2014 on high definition video it's quite a trip actual trip um, so and here's the trailer for that film lärde jag känna Freddy Vadling i Göteborg. Freddy var cool och hade spelat med legendariska band som Lädenunnan, Cortex och Liket Lever. I den här tiden var det bandet Blue for Two som gällde tillsammans med Henrik Lipp. Freddy och jag pratade mycket om skräpkultur, musik och okultism. Men framförallt var det filmintresset som förenade oss. Det blev många nätter i hans lilla lägenhet på Carl Gustavsgatan i Göteborg. Med skräckfilm efter skräckfilm efter skräckfilm. 1988 gjorde vi en film tillsammans på Super 8 med direktljud. 
primitivt, men det fungerade bra, tyckte jag då. Långt, långt senare hittade jag filmen i en dammig kartong. Och jag tyckte fortfarande filmen var bra. Men en tanke slog mig när jag såg den. Vad skulle hända om Freddy och jag gjorde om samma film igen, 26 år senare? Yeah, that was the trailer for the Freddy Wadling, Freddy Wadling film that is now available on YouTube at the Trapar Film channel. And what film are you working on now? Well, <laughs> it just goes on and on. Right now I'm wrapping up a new documentary about uh, Swedish artist Carl Michael von Hauswolf. Uh, he's an amazing artist and it's been a great inspiration for, for me. Uh, since the mid uh, 80s um, and this film is called uh, In Between Frequencies and it's about uh, Carl Michael's uh, approaches and attitude and body of work and, and just uh, views and thoughts and feelings about creativity as such. Um, that will be out sometime in the summer and it's uh, great to wrap up yet another project about sort of this kind of long-term friendship that I've had. It um, feels good for me and hopefully it will for, for those people too. And something else that happened since the last time we were here was that we had the one year anniversary of our conference in Italy last year, uh, Rewriting the Future, 100 Years of Esoteric Modernism and Psychoanalysis. Yeah. So to celebrate that, um, I put up a lecture that Carl gave uh, his panel with Ethan Clark um, at Brunenberg Castle. That was from June 1st, 2019. So that's up on YouTube as well, as is uh, the episode audio up on the Rendering Unconscious podcast. And another recent episode of Rendering Unconscious podcast was a paper given by David Pavon Cuellar, who's a psychoanalyst in Mexico, and he um, gave a paper called Coronavirus as Symptom, uh, which he originally wrote for Lacan Salon. So I'll link to the Lacan Salon original article here as well. Mm -hmm. Great. And we, there was one more book thing that I forgot to mention. This, uh, we're talking about switching mirrors and all the Fenrises that they're going to be available as paperbacks, of course, like uh, continually. There was all, they will always be available. Uh, in the same way, my debut novel, uh, Mother Have a Safe Trip, that sold out uh, about a year ago, I think. Uh, it is now available as a paperback also via the Trapar site and on Amazon. Um, Mother Have a Safe Trip is um, kind of like a psychedelic uh, sex magical thriller uh, about ideas of uh, Nikola Tesla's, not Tesla the company, but Nikola Tesla, uh, who came up with such wonderful uh, ideas for uh, energy production and, and sustenance and many 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 things and um, it's a great read it's a fast-paced uh, swashbuckling thriller and it's available on amazon and via the trapar site as we speak yeah so now we've talked a lot about what we've been doing and um, as you know by now we produce a lot of stuff but there are also other people out there who produce a lot of good stuff and we want to 
support uh, them by um, talking a bit about stuff that we've received, some pretty amazing stuff. Sure. Well, one person to definitely mention is Nell Latimer, and she does amazing tarot cards. She has a tarot card deck and the Commonplace Oracle, uh, which you can see here. And she also gave us all of these amazing stamps. She makes these lino-cut stamps and lino-cut prints, which you can get on her site. And she was custom-making uh, stamps. So we ordered a ton of them. And they have uh, all sorts of things, a highbrow, low-life uh, logo for our record label, a Trapart logo that Nell designed herself, the Fenris a Fenris Wolf. Wolf logo that's one of Carl's sigils for Fenris Wolf, um, as well as a crab for me because I'm a Cancer, a goat for Carl because he's a Capricorn, and uh, our initials, all sorts of things. So definitely check out Nell's work. She is incredible. I recently ordered a Hecate print from her. And we have ordered prints from her on the past. She has one of a bee and a moon that I love. And then she just yesterday announced um, a zine that she put together that I actually contributed some artwork and poetry for, some cut-up and collage artwork and poetry. And all the benefits of her zine called uh, The Mark uh, benefits Creswell Crags uh, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking of uh, talented people in the UK, uh, we mentioned uh, in the last, in the most recent episode, um, the work of Billy uh, Chainsaw, Billy Houston, um, and he's had an exhibition up on Instagram because the original exhibition was cancelled, etc. Uh, and we bought a piece uh, from his exhibition via Instagram, and uh, we got it, and it's just remarkably, remarkably great. Um, this is what it looks like. It's uh, good old Bill Burroughs and his uh, Burroughs typewriter. <laughs> and it's just so uh, simple and stark and powerful, like uh, all of Billy's stuff. And we can just, you know, thoroughly recommend getting pieces from his, um, you know, uh, bulging uh, collection of art. It's amazing stuff. It's perfect. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and also from the UK, <laughs> we have Hellbore Zine, um, which is by Maria Perez, and we got both issues, mm. one and two. Yeah, they're and fantastic. I think they just reprinted it because it had sold out, so you can grab these as well. Mm. Yeah, it focuses on, on uh, paganism, both old and new, um, mixed with kind of a horror sensibility it's a really great read uh kind of pop anthropology in a way but in the very best possible way and beautiful mm -hmm. aesthetics beautiful images well produced it's um, a pure pleasure to flip through these these uh, books well let's let's stay in the uk then it's amazing what they produce over there uh, we recently got some um, wonderful things from Ragged Lion Press. Uh, they're great friends and they produce wonderful stuff like um, uh, stuff from history like uh, Bataille's The Dead Man, a great translation of this uh, very very special <laughs> text in a nice uh, edition and also Ragged Lion Journal, uh, three issues here. Um, that is again it's like the focus is on poetry and it's it's um, 
made in such a, again, I like the word heartfelt, uh, it brings to mind uh, when I was in my formative ages, and of course there were many, many more fanzines around, regardless if it, you know, was dealing with music or movies or, or poetry or culture in general. Um, this uh, feeling you get when sort of the labor of love seeps through, leaks, leaks from the pages. I get the same kind of feeling from, uh, from Ragged Lion, for instance, but also Hellebore and, and uh, other uh, endeavors. And of course, um, it is something different than just uh, reading a poem on a website that you've come across. But to actually sit down with something uh, physical, tangible and, and flip the pages and read at your own leisure without screen uh, interference, but just uh, in a focused way indulge in some other people's uh, thoughts and feelings. It's a great thing. So check out Ragged Lion Press. Uh, they have a lot of stuff available. And then, uh, back to the beginning, um, I don't know about you, but for me, being over here in Sweden and not being in the U.S., I felt really helpless of what I could do to help during these uh, times of uprising. And so, what any of us can do, no matter where we're located in the world, is work on ourselves um, and work with our families and ancestral lines specifically. Um, as far as self-work, there's a lot of books you can get. I have just a few of them here that I have that are fantastic. Uh, the New Jim Crow, um, John Lewis's Walking with the Wind, um, An Indigenous People's History of the United States, all highly recommended. And um, personally, I recently got a reading, an ancestral reading, with Tiana Lee McQuiller. Um, and Tiana is an amazing person. She's a force. She's full of so much historical information. You should follow her on Instagram and Facebook. She's constantly posting uh, amazing information. She's an author and has written books. Uh, here I have a book of hers on root work, uh, another one, one called Creole Fire. She also wrote uh, a biography of Tupac Shakur. And she did two different tarot decks, two different oracle decks. Um, one is the Sybil's Oraculum, and then the other is the Hoodoo Tarot, which I don't have yet because ever since it's come out on Inner Traditions, as far as I've been able to tell, it's been sold out. Every time I check, it's sold out. And then uh, Caitlin, Caitlin Foisy did the artwork for both of Tiana's decks. And um, Caitlin said they did, did a reprint at Inner Traditions, but... It's sold out again, so hopefully you'll be able to catch the Hoodoo Tarot. Um, but Tiana offers readings with the Hoodoo Tarot that are specifically focused on your ancestral line and ancestral work so that she can help you get in touch with anybody in your family, uh, help to acknowledge and bring up any family traumas or wounds that might be unresolved. And if we each work individually on ourselves, uh, increase our knowledge, increase our connection with our ancestors and our family lineage, and increase our connection with the land that we're on. Because of course, uh, the land has a lot to do with all of this as well. In America, specifically, ha uh, you know, the way the colonizers massacred all of the native peoples of that land, the land is not happy, and we're still abusing the earth. So these are things that we really need to change, and we can do that individually wherever we are, by working on ourselves, with our ancestors, and with the land that we're on. 
Um, and another book that I recommend for working with ancestors is this one by Mallory Vaudois. And she uh, is called Honoring Your Ancestors. And she's another person to check out. Her Instagram is also called Honoring Your Ancestors. And we'll talk about her some more next time. Absolutely. And uh, we forgot one UK thing. I'm going to grab that reel here. Um, this is the most recent uh, issue of uh, Psychedelic Press. And that's a magazine or a journal that's been going on for many, many years now. And it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, little regular journal journal or anthology uh, dealing with various aspects of, of course, psychedelia and psychedelic culture. Uh, this um, most recent issue has a cover by Alex Gray, always great. Um, and it's about uh, psychedelics and sex. And uh, yeah, that got your attention. Huh? Uh, it's filled with interesting aspects and uh, perspectives and um, ideas and uh, reviews of other people. Um, and it's just uh, like with every issue, very, very worthwhile uh, to get your hands on it and to read it uh, because uh, uh, projects like this should absolutely be supported uh, because there's no major distribution. Uh, it's uh, sort of uh, uh, an ambitious do-it-yourself operation and uh, we love it. We love Psychedelic Press and uh, its writers and editors and just the fact that it exists. It's very, very precious. So check out Psychedelic Press. Yeah, and that, I think, concludes this episode. And we should, of course, thank uh, dearly our uh, patrons over at Patreon, who are essentially making this uh, TV program uh, possible. And, of course, everybody else who's watching it also. Please keep uh, watching what we do, listening to what we do, buying what we do. And just uh, keep coming back. Uh, 23rd Mind TV, it's a monthly TV show. And uh, when you wait for uh, the next one, you can go to our Patreon site and um, support us there. Thank you very much. Yeah, and just on the last Friday, uh, we just posted the fourth chapter of our Exquisite Corpse novel that Carla and I have been working on together. He wrote the first chapter, I the second, he the third, and I just wrote the fourth. And it's been really fun to see how this novel unfolds kind of right before our eyes as we write it in real time. So we've been posting a chapter every two weeks on the new and full moons. And um, that's at the $10 level. And mm -hmm. then if you're into magic and magical workings and all of that, uh, you can join the 23rd Mind level. And that's where we post every Monday, Magic Mondays, where we talk about our personal practices. Yeah, yeah, it's a great way of, of uh, sharing our experiences and um, just what we feel, um, the things that we feel are essential to personal practice because uh, uh, theory is great and uh, speculations are great but it's also good to uh, hear about other people's perspectives when it comes to actual practice and that's what we're trying to share at the in these uh, magic monday sections over at our patreon so we hope to see you there and uh, we'll see you again uh, in the next episode take care bye